0: We are so delighted that you're here. For those of you who are in the room and those of you who are online, you bless us with your presence today. My name is Pastor Jonathan. I'm the Family Life Pastor here, and we are so excited that you're here. We're actually wrapping up a series entitled Holy Spirit Empowered for Excellence. And for those of you who are wondering where Pastor Jim is at, He's actually at Medina Valley preaching a message for them. They're celebrating their fifth anniversary as a church. And so we're there to celebrate them. Pastor Jim is there. Yes, give them a hand. All month long, we've been focusing on the Holy Spirit. He is the person that, the, that Jesus promised to us and said that he would be with us and that he would empower us for excellence. And all, all month long, we've been focusing on the presence of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And today, I want to share with you all a next step that we can take in our journey with the Holy Spirit, and that is in step with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants us to keep in step with him. Now, we happen to live in a culture that is obsessed with steps. In fact, people, they take the time to track their steps. They have a variety of devices. They have smartwatches. They have apps on their cell phone. They even have devices called Fitbits. And the whole purpose is to track the number of steps that they are taking each and every day. And people actually join with friends in fitness challenges. And so they will compete each and every week to see who's at the top of the lead board. And we're at the top. when they're at the top of the leaderboard, they're excited. But when someone passes them, they get very disappointed. And people actually go to very great lengths to make sure that they win a step challenge. I actually know a guy who put his Fitbit on an oscillating fan. <laughs> hoping that the movement of the fan would help him get more steps. I know of another guy who, after riding his bike, realized that his device wouldn't track his steps, he decided to MacGyver it, and he put it on the wheel of his bike, hoping that it would help him increase his step as well. But the best story, the best story is I know this one lady, what she did is she put her tracker on her cat. (laughs) And when I found out that, I said, I just have to know, you just have to tell me, Did the cat enjoy it? And she said, no, the cat hated it. And it ran all around the house and it ran upstairs and ran down trying to get it off. And guess what? I won the fitness challenge. (laughs) She was so excited. Now, I know that our physical fitness is important. The Holy Spirit has given us bodies to take care of. And we need to take care of the bodies that God has entrusted to us. But what would our spiritual experience look like if we were as focused on our spiritual fitness as we are on our spiritual fitness. In fact, the Apostle Paul, when he's preaching to, and he's writing to the Galatian church, he begins to outline for them a pathway for them to be successful. Now, the Galatian church was located in a very secular part of Asia, very much like our own culture today. And they were struggling with the culture. And what the Apostle Paul said is, I want to give you an insight that will help you live the Christ-like life. And I want you to go ahead and turn with me to Galatians 5.25. And if you happen to have the Westover app, I want you to open up your app and follow along with the notes. So this is what verse 25 says. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Now all month long we've been focused on being Spirit-filled. And many of us, we've come into service and each and every week we come in, we experience the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, He fills us up. But then something happens. We step out into our everyday life and things begin to fade. Our spiritual filling begins to fall low. And so what we do is we come back to service the next week. He fills us once again with his presence and his power, and then we step back out into the week again. Can I suggest to us that this is in God's game plan? And what I mean is this. He intends for us to be continually filled. We don't have to be in this cycle of being filled and then empty, and then filled and then empty. God wants us to be continually filled. And if there's one one big idea I want you all to leave with, it's this today. Every one of us can be Spirit-filled and Spirit-led every moment of our life by keeping in step with the Spirit. You and I, we can be Spirit-filled and Spirit-led every moment of our life by keeping in step with the Spirit. But to help us understand a little bit better about how to keep in step with the Spirit, I wanna share with you five pathways that some of us walk along in our journey of life. And as I mentioned these different pathways, what I want you to do is I want you to pause and I want you to think for a moment and identify which pathway you are on. And if you happen to find yourselves on a pathway that doesn't lead you where God intends for you to go, I want you to know that there's hope and it's found in the person of the Holy Spirit. He wants to empower you and I to win in our experience. The first pathway we sometimes find ourselves on is the wrong way. The wrong way. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. In fact, it leads the wrong way. Many of us as we journey along life when we are on the wrong way, we make decisions that cause accidents in our life that end up hurting ourselves and the people that we love. In fact, to help us a little bit, I wanna share with you a handful of situations sometimes we find ourselves in that lead us the wrong way. The first one is, sometimes as parents, we discipline our children when we are furious. Now, our kids, we love them, and they, but they, sometimes they frustrate us. But when we discipline our children when we are furious, we actually hurt them, and we undermine our parenting. That's not God's design. Disciplining our kids is God's design, but disciplining them when we're furious doesn't honor God and it leads us the wrong way. The second misstep we sometimes take on the wrong pathway is we are dismissive of the thoughts, the feelings, and the beliefs of our teenagers. And the reason why we sometimes dismiss their thoughts and feelings is because they have immature ideas. And so we say, no, 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 you're not an adult, you don't understand, I don't want to hear it. And the challenge is is that if we say that too much, what ends up happening is we shut them down. We begin to lose influence because they stop sharing with us. So if I can suggest to us what we can do is we can actually say to them, I'm willing to listen to you. I may not agree, but I'm willing to listen to you. That will help us get on a better pathway. And the third misstep we sometimes make in our journey that leads us the wrong way is sometimes we are disrespectful with our words and our actions in our marriage. There are times when we say things and do things that hurt our spouse. We're defensive, we are critical, we are contemptuous, we disconnect. That's not God's game plan. When we choose to be disrespectful in our marriage, we actually go the wrong direction. Now, some of us, we find ourselves on the second pathway, which is the hard way. Proverbs 13, 15 says, the way of the transgressor is hard. This is when we are hard-headed, stubborn, and strong-willed. Now, some of us in here, we find ourselves in this camp. And in fact, we're so stubborn, we buy into the mentality, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And our approach to life is, at first you don't succeed, just get a bigger hammer. Or if at first you don't succeed, just keep driving. She won't know we're lost. (laughs) We live in the 21st century. She has GPS on her phone. She knows when you're lost. Just let her turn it on and get you to your destination. If you happen to buy into this mentality, I have two suggestions for you. The first one is if at first you don't succeed, don't try skydiving. It's not gonna work out. And if at first you don't succeed, Just choose a different pathway. Do it the way your wife said it in the first place. She's right. Many of us, what ends up happening in our marriage is we're so stubborn and so hard-headed that we choose our own way even when we know our spouse is correct. And that's not God's gate plan. God provided us with a spouse to journey with us, to walk right alongside us. Our spouse is there to save us from heartache and heartbreak. The hard way is not God's game plan. Don't go against the grain. It ends up causing pain to you and to the people that you love. God has a different pathway. Now some of us, we find ourselves on the third pathway and the third pathway is the common way. Judges 21, 25 says, everyone did as they saw fit. This is the do good, be good mentality. This is getting your kids to school on time. This is paying your bills and your taxes on time. This is making sure your kids brush their teeth every day. Now, all of these things are important. These are responsibilities that we have to fulfill. But if we're on the common way, if we're really honest, we know there is something missing in our heart and in our life, and can I suggest to us it's something that's missing in our spiritual experience. God has a different game plan for us. And often what happens is our spiritual experience is marked by the word occasionally. We occasionally come to church. We occasionally read the Bible. We occasionally pray. We occasionally are generous. We occasionally put our kids in kids' ministry. When we settle for the common way, what ends up happening is we're settling for the status quo. God did not create us to settle for the status quo. That isn't his game plan for you and I. Don't settle for the status quo. In fact, move on to a different pathway. The fourth pathway that we can find ourselves on, which is one step closer to where God has for us, is the right way. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way. And at Westover, we call this the making new experience. This is salvation. This is choosing to allow the Lord to lead your life. This is a great first step. In fact, as I was preparing, I was thinking about my own experience. At about eight years old, I went to my dad and I said, we go to church each and every week, but I don't feel like I know Jesus. And so what my dad did is he walked me into a room in our house, we knelt down, we prayed and I gave my life to Christ. And God got me on a new experience, but even though I was starting off on the wrong way, on the right way, I, there still was wrong way within me, and common way, and hard way in my heart. Now God continued to work in my experience and move me forward. In fact, at the age of thirteen, I chose to declare my faith publicly through water baptism, and then at fourteen, the Holy Spirit gripped my heart. He filled my heart and my life. And he began to whisper in my heart ideas and dreams. And God wants to move us forward, but he doesn't want us to stop at the right way. He wants to move us onto the fifth pathway, which is the excellent way. The excellent way. 1 Corinthians 12, 31 says, Now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. At Westover, we call this making great. Now, the most important gift that we can receive is salvation. But these greater gifts that the Apostle Paul is talking about is the making great life. God has a making great life. He wants you and I to experience. He wants to move us forward. Now, the best way to travel the making great life and to be on the most excellent way is to keep in step with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants us to journey with Him. To help us illustrate this, I want to share with you something that comes from my own personal family life. In fact, a good portion of the time when we're journeying someone, my kids don't like to walk right beside me. In fact, I think that they are allergic to walking right beside me. We spend a lot of time in our household telling them to slow down or to hurry up, and this is the pattern. And I get frustrated because there are places that we need to go and things that we need to do. And we spend a lot of time sometimes waiting for them to catch up or to hurry up. The same is true in our spiritual experience. There are places that the Holy Spirit wants to lead you and I. Things that he wants to show you. Things that he wants to do in your life. But he spends time waiting for us to catch back up to him. God has a better pathway for us. He wants to move us forward. And while we understand this as parents, we understand our kids struggle walking beside us. What we fail to realize sometimes is that we ourselves as adults, we struggle as well. And the reason we struggle is because we have a long jump mentality and a short step reality. We have a long jump mentality and a short step reality. Let me explain. In track and field, we have this event called the long jump. And the whole event is you run down a track, you jump from a specific point, and you land in a sand pit. And whoever jumps the furthest ends up winning. And that's the goal, to jump as far as you possibly can. Now, the world record for the long jump is a little over 29 feet. But the average human stride is 29 inches. And many of us in our spiritual experience, we want to soar over our challenges and get to the destination. But more often than not, what ends up happening is we have to take step by step to get us where he wants us to go. And God has a game plan for us. Many of us, we struggle because we want to soar over early marital conflicts. We want to bypass struggles in the workplace. We would love to go from an entry-level job to a, a manager position. We also struggle with teenager trials. We wish that our babies would go from little infants to fully mature adults instantly. That's not how it works. And so many of us, we struggle, we struggle. And as I mentioned earlier, many of us are in a cycle where we come to church, we get filled, and then we step back into our work experience or our life experience, and and we feel like we're alone. God intends to walk with us. He wants to journey with us. He wants to help you Move forward in your life. The truth is, God wants to move us forward. He wants us to forge a relationship with him. He wants to walk right beside us. There are dreams and inspiration and things that he will whisper to you only when we keep in step with him. And for those of us who find ourselves on another pathway, there's hope. I want to share with you three steps that you and I, we can take to advance with the Holy Spirit. The first one is to yield to the Holy Spirit. This is about giving God control of your life. So many of us, our life is about control, control, control. We try to control the neighbor. We try to control the weather. We try to control the person driving, driving right beside us. We try to control our spouse. We try to control our kids. We try to control the spurs by yelling at the screen. <laughs> control, control, control. But the Holy Spirit is saying, if you're willing to entrust control to me, I can lead you. I can move you forward. I can make your dreams come true. For others of us, what we need to do is we need to submit to the Holy Spirit. This is about giving God authority, giving Him permission to change the trajectory of our life, to chart a new course for where we're headed in life. He wants to lead us, but sometimes He says, you got to leave some things behind. Attitudes, behaviors, actions. He says, if you're willing to give me veto power in your life, I can lead you on the most excellent way. And the third step some of us we need to take is we need to trust him. This is believing that he has a plan, a purpose and a pathway for our life, even when we can't seem to fully see what that looks like. Now, many of us, we struggle with trusting him we struggle. It's hard. Maybe because someone betrayed us. They promised that they would be there for us forever, and they betrayed us. Or maybe we were raised by an alcoholic, disconnected parent. Or maybe we experienced abuse. The Holy Spirit is different. We can trust Him. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I have plans for you. I have a purpose for you to give you hope and a future. This is the game plan, this is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. He wants to move us forward. He knows the best possible way to get you to the best possible future. And as we close, I wanna, I wanna invite you to stand together. God wants to move us forward. And for those of us who need to get on the most excellent way, we just need to yield or we need to submit or we need to trust. And some of us, we're already on the most excellent way, but we wanna stay on the most excellent way. If you find yourself there and you wanna stay on the most excellent way, all you have to do, all we have to do is pause and pray. Pause and pray. Every decision at work, every conversation at home, every situation that your children encounter, pause and pray. And invite the Holy Spirit to lead you. Say, Holy Spirit, I need to keep in step with you. I need to know what your dreams are for my kids and my teens. I need to know what to say to my spouse because we're disconnected. And I don't know how to fix it. God, I have a project at work and I just don't know how to make it happen. But I know you do. You're the Holy Spirit and you can do it. If you need to get on the best pathway, let's go to the Lord. Let's bow our heads and let's pray, let's go to the Lord, let's seek him today. Holy Spirit, we come to you. All month, we have experienced your power, your presence, and your empowerment. And Lord, today we commit to you that we will keep in step with you. We believe that you have a a plan and a purpose and a pathway for our life. And Lord, some of us, We're at a place where we're not on the pathway that you've ordained for us. Help us to yield, help us to submit, help us to trust you. And some of us, Lord, we're yearning in our spirit, we're desiring in our hearts to stay on the most excellent way. Help us, Lord, remember that that you're always available and that you're always there to guide us and that we can take steps with you and that you're gonna lead us forward. And God, I just beseech you on behalf of your people that, Lord, you will remind them that they can rely on you, that you are their source of strength, that you are their source of encouragement, that you want their marriage to be successful and their business to be fruitful. Lord, we choose today to keep in step with you. And as we do that, you will lead us in the most excellent way. Holy Spirit, empower us. We say all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 We are so delighted that you joined us this weekend. God bless you. You are dismissed.